Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 224. I am Ed Hawkins. We're across all three formats this week. T20, ODI and Test Match. More flex and contortions than the Conservative lying through his teeth at an inquiry, allegedly. Sam Collins. Thank you, Hawkins. As politically astute and aware as ever. Um, yes, you are in safe and honest hands here. Well, I can only speak for myself, but these other three look moderately trustworthy. Um, Paul Krishnamurti of Betting.betfair, you're pretty reliable, aren't you? Well, I hope so, Sam, but I've had a bit of a nightmare in that I saved all my notes for the show in a WhatsApp message and an hour ago just disappeared, completely disappeared. So I have to go. <laughs> Okay, okay. And um, rated five stars on Trustpilot, um, I'm I'm assured. Richard Mann of SportingLife.com. Hello, Richard. Hello. It was four and a half last time I checked, so I must be doing something right. <laughs> good, good. Um, Hawkins, what's on the show? Yeah, team news, pitch reports, data trends, stats, players to follow for three matches, stars versus scorchers in the Big Bash, Zimbabwe versus Ireland. In an ODI plus our featured game, which is Australia versus Pakistan, first test of a three-match series. We also have series outrights for that one from Betfair Sportsbook. So looking forward to that. Okay, don't forget the best bets, Hawkins. Plus, plus, plus. Um, what else have we got? Sorry, we're going to start with an outright. I was, I was getting confused on the script there. Um, because we have the Big Bash, uh, which has had a chaotic start with a game abandoned because of an unsafe pitch. More on that later. But the odds are currently as follows. Perth are at fours as the favourite. Sixes, 4.7. Heat, 5.9. Hurricanes, 8.8. .8. Renegades, 9.6. Strikers at 12. Thunder at 13. Stars at 19s. All prices changing as we record, though. Um, Richard Mann, I think it's fair to say that nothing has happened. So I dare ask what you've spotted, uh, disgusted by the Renegades last week, I seem to recall. Yeah, some, some wild tactics throughout, actually, but particularly the Renegades, Will Sutherland batting uh, really far down. Um, big tick for the Brisbane Heat, really impressive in their first game. Big negatives, and we're going to talk about them later on. Melbourne Stars and Hobart Hurricanes, I, I expected better from them, but really disappointed. Uh, a couple of things that have, have stood out for me, though, players who have been playing hard first-class cricket have done pretty well. Um, I think Will Sutherland, Hilton Cartwright also top-scored as well um, against people like, and I'm going to use the Renegades as an example, Aaron Finch, not played for 12 months, John Owells. That Renegades first match was a real example, way off the pace. And then someone like Sutherland and Fraser McGurk, who've been playing, they were just up to speed. I don't think that'll last forever, um, but certainly for a week or so, uh, there might be an exit an angle to explore there with taking on some of these guys who were, were just turning up for the first time in a year. Okay. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, you wanted a drift on Perth and you've got it. Are you taking that? No, not yet. I think I've won four to one rather than three to one. Um, I think it's also worth noting that, that the principal rival, Sydney Sixers, have got off to a great start. So that's another reason Perth should go out a little bit. And also, I mean, I was really impressed with Brisbane. Rich has come up with a brilliant call there. I think they genuinely are contenders. So, you know, as I said in the preview, you know, you, you don't want to be too short about a team here because if you finish third in the uh, and go into the playoffs in third, you're going to be minimum four, five to one. So that's my that's my target. 
I think um, they're playing Renegades tomorrow, which is my team anyway. Um, hopefully, Renegades will win. Hopefully, we'll get to 4-1 then. OK, thank you very much. Uh, rather frustratingly, the Big Bash breaks until December the 19th after this game. Uh, Perth versus Stars on Wednesday, 8.15am, live on Sky Sports. Betfair Exchange have Scorchers at 1.53 and the Stars at 2.88, priming Hawkins to get low down. Uh, yeah, the bad news for Stars uh, after losing that first game, being hammered in that first game by the Heat, is they've lost Glenn Maxwell to an injury and he looks uh, very, very unlikely to play in this game. Nathan Coulton-Nile is a doubt and those two basically balance their team. So uh, we think they might line up something like this. Stars, Rogers, Harper, Burns, Larkin, Stoinis going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting. Cartwright, Dawson, Usama, Harris, Ralph should be available for them. Steketti and Paris domestic Pacers. Uh, Scorchers, we think this game should probably come too early for Zach Crawley, who's finished in West Indies now. Uh, so Eskenazi and Connolly opening the batting for Scorchers, then this terrific middle order. They've got Hardy Inglis, Evans, Turner, Hobson. Ashton Agar should be available after missing the first game, which was washed out against Strikers uh, because um, he was just told to rest by Cricket Australia. Richardson, Ty and Berendorf completing their lineup. Perth have won five of the last five on your head-to-head and, and four times they've batted first in those five, and they've busted 180 in each of them, including 196. Thank you, Hawkins. Looking very smart this evening, by the way. Is that from the uh, inquiry? <laughs> yes, I've been there um, checking people's WhatsApp messages, etc. A rich man. Back to back to topic. Um, that's mighty short on Perth. No, a bit too early for that? Uh, I think they will definitely win. No margin betting up yet. Um, we haven't seen a lot of it so far from sports, but hopefully that will change. If it does, I would be going on the, the maximums Perth to win sort of nine and ten wickets. Um, look, I think if you're looking at multiples this week, I wouldn't put anyone off putting Perth in, put it that way. Okay. Um, uh, Paul Krishnamurti, the game here last time was abandoned. What do we say about innings runs? Well, you see, we're going back to the missing WhatsApp message problem again. I've got this down as a Melbourne cricket ground, so maybe I'm wrong in the notes, right? But So I'm going to do both grounds, okay? So if it's Geelong, then... Um, give me a second. Then you are talking really, I would say, pretty much an unders ground. Um, three out of eight games here the last five years have been under 140. That would be, I would have thought that would be at least three to one on to lay, maybe shorter. And five out of eight games here in the last five years have been under 10 sixes. So that's definitely underground. If it's the MCG, the unders on the sixes thing is like my favourite statistic of the whole tournament. 77% of matches have fewer than 10 sixes because you always get value with that. Um, and generally you're looking around 160 as a pass score literally 50% of scores in the last five years have been 160 plus. Okay. I think it is MCG, by the way, actually. Uh, I think I looked up Ren- I looked up um, Perth, Melbourne, and it was that, was, of course, was the abandoned game. Um, so it's, Crick Info is reporting MCG, although Crick Info have been wrong um, they have, yeah. at least twice, at least once this um, season so far. Um, but I think we're, let's go with MCG. Okay, so if it is MCG, that's very confident bet under 10 sixes 
very confident bet. Okay, thanks very much, Paul. Uh, any golden nuggets for this one, please, Richard Mann? Then Paul. Yeah, so the the thing I've come up with, we talked last week about real mismatches in this competition, and this is another. And what we've seen so far in this tournament, and actually in the corresponding fixtures last year, was stars would get a partnership. And then they would implode the, the two nice starts in the corresponding fixtures last year and then imploded. I think they were 49 for two last year, bowled out for 111. And then we've seen it so far in this tournament. Today, Hobart Hurricanes, absolutely flying star. But then when they lost a couple of wickets against a much stronger Sydney Sixers team, they were just rolled over. Renegades going great guns in their opening match um, against the Heat. What were they? Uh, 40-odd for two, uh, then they imploded as well. And I think we're going to see a lot of that. Um, so I think, I, it's my Paul's area, but I think in terms of runs, I think once you get one wicket and a big partnership's broken, it, I think, bet contrary, really. I think a big collapse is in star. Okay, Paul. Well, not a huge angle, but I, I think this is a game to look at the middle order in both sides. Um Firstly, from Melbourne's point of view, Sydney from the point of view, I don't think it'd be a particularly high-scoring game. And they look weak and Perth have a great bowling attack. So I think there's a greater chance of somebody winning this with a quick 30 or 40. And they have got that tremendous middle order, as we said, Perth. Uh, sorry, uh, that's the point of view. And from Melbourne's point of view, so sorry. So from Melbourne's point of view, that reason that they could get a low score and you could get the uh, middle order... Perth's point of view, the one notable thing is that match last week, the openers both failed, Eskenazi and Connolly. So a bit of pressure there. And as we say, we've got a really great middle order to take advantage if they get a chance. OK. Um, Hawkins, have you spotted anything on the tops markets? Uh, not really. Only that Cooper Connolly was 11-2 to his sportsbook uh, for that um, opening match. Um, it's got long levers, Connolly, uh, opening the batting. I think he might be 11-2 to two because he's just uh, a little bit of an unknown. But what he's done in two bash matches last season was uh, have a really impressive strike rate. So uh, he's potentially a big star um, coming to the fore. And just English 74 or 33 uh, versus stars last term. A reminder that the Perth batting is number one on uh, batting power against uh, second bottom uh, stars on bowling economy. Okay, place to follow, Richard. Yeah, so I was going to start with Ollie Stone for Melbourne Stars. He was a late call up, but I thought he bowled pretty well against the Heat, better than his figures suggest. With no call to Nile, potentially, I think Stone could be their best bowler, and he looks a fair bet at 16 to 5. Uh, you got to bet, like Paul said, you got to bet the Stars middle order with Noah Maxwell. Hilton Cartwright is just too short now at 9-2. to two. But Liam Dawson, who batted seven in the first game, can bat, can definitely bat, got a really good first-class record. He's 25s. I mean, he's not one to break the bank with, but if you think Stars are going to be bowled out cheaply, you could throw a few quid at that. And then don't forget, if Stars bat first and don't make many, you probably want to be on the Perth top order, don't you? I thought Aaron Hardy, top match batsman, um, was probably the way to go here, really. Brilliant tournament last year. The bat number three, thought 9-2 was fair enough. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. Well, the two bets I had there were um, Liam Thompson at 25-1, to 1, which just made the case perfectly. Um, that's a quite hacking price. And the other one I like is, um, I said last week, one of my, I think it's probably the best bet for this series for them as bowler is Mark Stichetti. Um, Just looking at the strike rates there, 
Harris Routh and uh, Sacchetti have much better strike rates than the others. Uh, and 16 to 5 is a pretty good bet, given that now Sportsbook are paying, if there's a tie for top bowler, um, it goes to the one with a lower run rate. So, um, and Harris Routh is guaranteed to bowl at the death and therefore probably have a higher run rate, I would have thought. Okay. Thank you very much, Paul Krishnamurti. We are underway. A reminder that when he's not tied up looking at WhatsApp messages, Edward Hawkins is on hand at betting.betfair for every single Big Bish match previewed. Let's seamlessly segue to ODI cricket now with Zimbabwe versus Ireland from Harare, 7.15am UK time. Also on Wednesday, Betfair exchange goes Zimbabwe at 1.78, Ireland 2.24. Hawkins, um, names, numbers, anything else? Go for it. Yeah, uh, Zimbabwe rather helpfully haven't named their squad, so we're guessing a bit, but it might be uh, this is their possible 11. Williams, Kaya opening the batting, Irvin, Rava, Madhavir, Ryan Burl, Madande, Masakadza, Rava, Jatara and Muzurabani. Ireland, Sterling, Balburni, Tector, Tucker, Camphor, Dockrell, McBride, Adair, Hume, Young and Little. 58% toss bias for the chase of the last two years at this venue. Six of the last 15, under 250 in first innings. Sides met twice there in January. Ireland failed to defend 288 under Duckworth, Lewis, Balburnie and Texas, both getting tons, but Ryan Burl got Zimbabwe by home. Uh, and Ireland defended 294 in the other one. Paul Krishnamurti, when this cropped up on the chat this week, you were extremely excited that we might be covering it. Why was that? Well... We've had quite a bit of Zimbabwe Ireland the last couple of years. There've been some cracking games. Um, I think that Ireland are often overpriced, and having just won the T Twenty series with very few Zimbabwe players thriving, I think they are again here at two point two four. Even I would have this evens evens at best, really. Um, but also because both sides have always got, you know, there's a whole stream of players in that side who often pop up at completely the wrong prices such as, for example, Ryan Burl for Zimbabwe. Some of the tail-enders for Zimbabwe, um, you know, Richard Nukrara, that he's won at 100-1 to before. Uh, Luke Jongi, he's won at 33s, 40s before. They're always good value. And we know with Ireland, of course, you, you've also got that same phenomenon with um, the likes of George Dockrell and Mark Adair. Although, if I'm honest, if we're looking at this uh, particular game, um, it might be a bit more obvious that, but I'll get to that in a minute when we do the players. Okay. Richard Mann, do you share this excitement? Is the natural reaction to Ireland's price being big justified? Sorry, I was muted there. Uh, not as excited as uh, as Paul, but no, I do agree. I was a bit surprised here. I thought this definitely would be an evens game. Ireland were the, by far the better side, weren't they, in the preceding series? And there seems to be a little bit of a downer at the moment about Zimbabwe cricket um, after the T20 World Cup in Australia, where they were on a big upper. Um, so no, I think Ireland will win. I, I definitely think they were better. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. Very quick reminder of how we bet one day cricket, as it's been absolutely ages since the World Cup. Well, primarily we do the middling. This is perfect for middling from the outset. You're going to get a situation, let's just assume the same phenomenon as the World Cup, right? You'll get a situation where the par is, let's say, 280. So it's even money over 280. And then 320 is something like 4.0, 4.2. So you back 
two eight you're over, you um, lay three twenty over, and that gives you a forty run middle of around eleven to four, three to one, which is just simply wrong, right? It's just simply wrong if you work that out in the band of ten, because fifty over cricket, especially in a close even game, I think the pass scores coming more often than not. And not only that, but then you've got a really strong position from which in the middle of the game you do the usual strategy of backing extreme overs or extreme unders, depending which way to go. And, you know, it's very easy to cover each way around. And also, also final point, uh, as we saw in the World Cup, if one team goes well in front, don't assume it's going to turn around. This isn't like T20 cricket where you get such quick turnarounds. It doesn't happen that often. Okay, Richard Mann, any any bits of juice from you? No, I can't, I can't beat that at all. I just want to push Paul on the point, though, as well. Would you say, I wanted to ask you this, but I'm glad it's come up, that middling with these two sides is even more attractive because, with all due respect, you're probably not going to get the huge fireworks that you might get with a South Africa, with a Klaassen, or an England, with an unsung butler. You kind of know where you are with these guys. I don't want to say middle of the road, but you feel like 260, 280, that... That's where they're going to be more often than not. Is that is that fair? Hundred percent, hundred percent. You you would not expect either of these sides to ever threaten four hundred, you know, as these other teams do. And what's more, because they're up against a similar stand side, you wouldn't expect it to be particularly one sided innings. But also, both teams battle all the way down to eleven more or less, or at least nine. So even if they are in trouble, they're likely to recover and bat their overs out and get somewhere around par. Okay. Okay, um, top bat stats, please. Hawkins, uh, these are the last two years. Uh, Williams, seven wins and 17. He's trumping uh, Raza, who's going to be the go to man for most people with five wins from 28. Just Williams will be, um, well, I think Raza will probably be favorite. Williams, maybe second favorite. Uh, Camphor, Dockrell, Sterling have all got four wins in the last 19. I would imagine Dockrell will be the biggest. Prize of those uh, three. Harry Tector has four wins in 20, and Tector's the best batsman, um, technically, for me. Okay. Um, I'm reliably informed, uh, Richard Mann, that your man, Lorcan Tucker, in the study sample, has zero wins. So who do you like, or are you going to disrespect Hawkins and back him mm-hmm. in? No, I, where I am with Tucker is where I am with Rassi. I'm, 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 I'm on a cooling off period. We, we're having a break at the moment. Um, so no, look, Ireland middle and lower order. It's always worth it. Uh, if Dockle's the biggest price, that's what, the way you go. If Camper's the biggest price, you probably go there. I think it's that simple. Don't forget to chuck, chuck a few quid at Mark Adair because he goes off ridiculous prices and he can definitely bat. Um. I do like the bowling though. I'm I'm being really taken with um with Craig Young. I thought he was really good against England at the back end of the English summer. Um and I suspect he's gonna go off a a bigger price than the the sort of the bigger names, the Ardes and the little, but I think he's a really good bowler, Craig Young. Hey Paul, who's caught your eye? Well, first it is really annoying that Zimbabwe haven't had this squad yet, because it means we haven't got any odds and we can't find these potential massive angles on overpriced players. Also, I would just say with Raza, Skander Raza, he didn't play in the last two T20s, which made me think he's injured or he's gone off. He's going to be playing one of these franchise leagues. If he doesn't play, really double down on Ireland. Now, he would be my pick for top Zimbabwe bats. I think he's a class above. But if not, there's very few others in form. And the obvious one 
to follow would be Ryan Burl. Comes in around six generally. You generally get eight, ten to one about him at least, sometimes even sixteens. And on the Ireland side, um, he was top scored in the last two matches, T20s, despite that not really being his format. Harry Texas just looks rock, rock solid. In five games against Zimbabwe, last two years, he's got four 50s and a not out, a 13 not out. Um, I think if you can get 100 to 30 or better, which I think you will be able to, then Texas are a really solid, solid bet. Okay, thank you very much. Best bet still to come. Now, though, it is our feature contest. Australia versus Pakistan. Three test series starts in the small hours of Thursday morning. Uh, Perth's Optus Stadium, the venue for Game 1, followed by matches of the MCG and the SCG. Betfair Sportsbook have Australia even money to win this series 3-0. Quick stat check from Edward Hawkins. Yeah, whitewashes for Australia at home in three of their last seven home series. They hammered Pakistan 2-0 in 2019. They batted only twice in that series. Warner got a triple in the second game. That previous stat, though, I suggest that the even money is too short for me. Paul, straight to you. Is um, is that value or is inclement Aussie weather steering you towards 2-0 at 7-2? to two? That's exactly what it's doing. Um, and just generally, the, the nature of these markets. I mean, I do think that if they get any, they probably will win 3-0. I think that I'm very confident they'll win the first match and they're 3-1 on for that. If you put that, if you just duck, pressed up every time as a sort of running treble, you'd get bigger than even money. So if you even make definitely isn't value. But look at it the other way, look at it from the 7-2-2-0 point of view. Um, if they're 2-0 up, well, then, okay, you've got seven to two to draw. You probably be, there's a good chance you'd be able to lay that back in running or something. Um, and if it's one nil and a draw, you've got seven to two about Australia, so, which would be fantastic value. So, if, unless if you don't fancy Pakistan to win a match, and I don't at all, then yeah, it would have to be the seven to two. Okay, Richard Mann's been uh, browsing Betfair Sportsbook for top series bats and bowler prices, like it's the Grattan catalogue. Uh, Richard, who has uh, caught your eye? Uh, yeah, Sean Massoud for me, loads of reasons really. Um, while back now, I saw him in, in South Africa and he was one of the few Pakistan batsmen who was real, really comfortable against proper pace. Um, he did pretty well on this tour four years ago, but he's a much better player now. Um, I thought he was, you know, he's been brilliant. Brilliant in the county championship, firstly for Derbyshire and then Yorkshire. Now taking over the captaincy, made a huge score, double hundred in the warm-up match. He just looks really well set up to have a big series. Um, and Betfair Sportsbook have gone nine to two for him to be top series batsman for Pakistan. He's got Baba to beat, of course, but I think nine to two is definitely fair enough. It could be a match that. Okay, anyone for you, Paul? Nothing strong. Um, couldn't back Steve Smith. Um, 11 to 4th, that's way too short. I think it's probably in decline there's, and there's much better bets in that. If I had to pick one of those backsmen, it would be Kawaja, 7 to 2. But, you know, it looks very competitive. I think you're going to see a lot of Aussie score make a lot of big tons here. OK, uh, straight to Hawkins for a lowdown for the first test. Sees Australia favourites at 1.33, draw at 7.8 and Pakistan at 8. Uh, yeah, thanks. Those bet for exchange prices for the Australia Kawaja, Warner, Labashane, Smith, Head, and it'll be Mitchell Marshall, Cameron Green, Carey Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, and Lyon. Pakistan, Abdullah Shafiq, Imam, 
Shamasud, Babrazam, uh, Shaquille, Rizwan, then we think Salman Agama get, might get a game. Uh, Fahim Ashraf, who's always a favourite of ours, uh, on top bat. Uh, Wazim, Mohammed Wazim Jr., of course, or Hassan Ali. Uh, Shaheen Sharafridi, and then Norman Ali. So Wazim or Hassan are sort of fighting it out. It looks a dreadfully weak Pakistan bowling attack. I haven't got a clear how they're going to get 20 wickets uh, with that lot. The, the Optus scores are 3 2 6, 4 1 6, and 5 9 8 uh, in the first dig in the three tests played there. Richard, any hope for Pakistan? No, not, none whatsoever. Ed's mentioned it the bowling attack. There's no world class spin. Last time they were here, they had a young Nassim Shah. I was really looking forward to seeing him back here. Um, a few years on and, and stronger, but unfortunately he's injured so much now. Comes down to Shane Afridi, but he's not going to be able to do it all on his own. Um, I just think Australia are going to pile on the runs here. I think Pakistan have got more hope with the bat. Um, like I've said, Masood and, and Baba's a class act and did well here last time. But as we've seen time and time again, Australia's attack, they're, they're usually too much for anyone in these conditions. And, and Pakistan have nothing to throw a punch back, back with when they get the ball in their hand. Okay, Paul, how do we play Australia's innings runs? Back over, hope they're back first as well. Um, we've seen, so there's actually been three matches here at um, the Optus, three test matches. We've seen a 5-9-3, 4-1-6, 3-2-6, as I've mentioned. Um, really, in these situations, I think it's another situation where the market doesn't know where how high to go. You very, very rarely see Part go off at above 450, very rarely. So 500 plus is likely to be at least, I would have thought, seven to four. I think that's a cracking bet. I don't think, um, I think Pakistan are going to really struggle here. I mean, just interesting, they've lost 14 matches in Australia in a row. I think they're going to go in with very little enthusiasm or confidence, and that could soon, they'll soon be put to the sword. Okay. Um... Any general test advice, Paul, to remind any people of? Well, I think the thing that strikes me here is that three to one on looks really look. We're not going to tip up three to one on chances here, right? That does look a cracking price. And so, what do you do? I think you you stick an order in for say at say one point six five, um, in the hope that at some point it drifts. I mean, it does look like it's going to be a good pitch, the Optus. It's been a good pitch in um, Big Bash over the years. Uh, so if Pakistan might bat first, they might go 40 for none, in which case it's going to drift right out. So that's when you strike. I, I think over five days, it just seems unimaginable to me that this could be a draw. But because it's a good pitch, it might well shorten up on the first day and Australia might drift. That would be my thinking. OK, right. Uh, question now from long-time listener Mitchell Johnson, who asks uh, Paul Krishnamurti and Richard Mann, how many times has David Warner won on top Aussie bat in the last two years in tests? He may not have written that in, but we'd like to think he would. Um, none. Richard? One. Hawkins, uh, you're getting very excited over this. Warner, what's the answer? Yeah, it's just um, manna from heaven, this for me. Uh, Richard wins the lollipop one, win in 22. What a dreadful record. Uh, and that statistic is reproduced, not in the spirit of bashing David Warner and uh, trying to upset him, but in the spirit of saying that a 
finding a bad bet uh, on this show is as useful as finding a good bet. So Warren, an absolutely stink of a, of a bet on that market, even if he did get a triple century last time against Pakistan. Always believe you there, Hawkins. Um, Richard Mann, the Warner debate, a problem for Australia or does he just smash Pakistan like last time? Uh, I don't think the, the Warner debate is, is much of much of an issue. I just think they, they're going to be just so, so they're so superior to this Pakistan team. It, it, it won't matter, will it? And one thing you will say, within that squad, they seem pretty tight for, for whatever reason. They do seem to love him. So uh, I'm sure they'll want, it, want him to finish on a high as well. Okay. Um, any any while you're while you're there, Richard? Any particular nuggets for this one? Uh, found it really hard because I think Pakistan are so inferior. The one thing I will say about this ground, I mean, everyone when when away teams come to Perth, they just think it's impossible to score runs. But if you get in, um, you can score runs here. It's a you know it's a fast scoring ground. It's it's, it's easy to time the ball, generally a really true pitch. So there are runs to be made, um, but it's just a matter of being able to get in and adapt. That's why I like Sean Massoud, for, for example, because I think he plays pace well. I, do, I don't think it's a 150-all-out ground if you bat sensibly. It's, some teams just mentally get blown away before they come here, but there are runs to be made. Um, I think it's a pretty good surface. Paul, anything for you? Yeah, well... Um... Building on what Rich just said, really, I think this is a good place to back Aussie tons. Um, Labashane's got three and two tests here. Um, you know, Kawaj has got a great record the last couple of years. I think that a good strategy would be to pick three Aussies, for example, right? Um, for a ton, and I think there's every chance you'll get more than one up. We saw two double in that five nine eight game, they uh, Smith and Labashane both got t- double tons. So um, my three there, I think, would be Kawaja, Labashane and Head. OK, lovely stuff. To the bat stats with Hawkins. Uh, Kawaja, as Paul mentions, incredible record. And we contrast that with the Warner stat we've just given you. It's Kawaja, nine wins from 22. Uh, is nine to two on Betfair Exchange. Smith, three wins in 24. And just to remind you, say, an angle we found during the Ashes series and again this brings up Paul's earlier point that Smith is in decline you can really see that in what he does in second innings uh, it's uh, 23 innings uh, averaging 23 uh, and 150 and 17 uh, innings in uh, the second innings for Australia so you can see the signs of decline there for Pakistan you all want to know what Baba is doing on this uh, market it's six wins from 16 He's 13 to 5 with Betfair Exchange. Uh, and just a word on Shaquille, two wins from seven, double century, uh, maybe last game or the game before. So that's one one to follow, I think. Um, so Baba, six wins in 16, it's six wins in 12. So he's an even money chance. And he's 13 to 5 on Betfair Exchange. Who'd you like, Paul? I could certainly go along with Baba Azim, 13 to 5. We're certainly going along with Kawaja, 72. Um, but the standout bet for me here is Mitchell Stark. Um, 18 wickets in three matches at Perth. Fast pick suits him perfectly. Um, and I think it'll just be too much for them. And hopefully, really, you'll get 5-2 to two and 4 about that. OK, finish this, Richard Mann. 
Yeah, Mom, uh, for Stark actually as well, I think he was a leading wicket taker the last time Pakistan were here and Hazelwood and Cummins did play. Uh, I like Masood, but I, I wouldn't take on Baba in, in this match. I'd probably back Shan, um, probably to make a ton um, because I'm going to back him over all series batsmen. So I'll avoid the head-to-head with Baba as much as I can. Uh, if And the one the one name Paul didn't mention for Australia tons was Mitchell Marsh. If he gets in... Uh, Look, I mean, he, he's Perth boy, isn't he? Batted, batted brilliantly in the Ashes. Looked really good again in the World Cup. So so he'll do for me. OK, um, thank you very much. Uh, now, the question is, which of this lot make it into the best bets, which we will now go straight into, please? Both of you have five units to spend. Richard Mann, you are going to start us off. Right, OK. Yeah, so I'll kick off then. One point, Shan Massoud, top Pakistan series batsman at 9-2. to two, And I'm going to have half a point, Shan Massoud, to make a ton in the first innings of the first test. Uh, this test match as well, I'm going to have a point on Mitchell March to make a first innings ton. Uh, and then moving to the Melbourne Stars, Perth Scorchers game, half a point, Liam Dawson, top Stars batsman at 25. And then a point on Aaron Hardy, top match batsman at 9-2. to two. And then shifting to Zimbabwe Island, the final point, Craig Young, top island bowler. Okay, uh, Paul Krishnamurti. Okay, um, I'll have two points on Mitchell Stark, top Australian first innings bowler. Um, I'll have one point each on Usman Kawaja and Travis Head to get a ton. Um, and for the final point, I'll have a one point triple on. Ireland speaks in Barbway, Perth to beat um, Melbourne Stars and Australia to beat Pakistan. Okay, thank you very much, everybody. We are done for Cricket Only Better, episode 224. I have been Sam Collins with Edward Hawkins, Paul Krishnamurti and Richard Mann. Thank you for joining us. Do not forget to check betting.betfair for all your cricket betting needs. In the meantime, I think we may squeeze in one final pod before Christmas as a present to you all. So um, have a lovely week and we will see you next time.